Ah, morning on this. Where's the speaker in this thing? Morning on this June 25th, 2019. All these bodies are passing away. They're fading. Sickness enters the body. It's allowed to enter the body for, it's supposed to be to give us rest. But in this world, it says our only rest is found in Jesus Christ. For this world doesn't want real rest. They say, well, if you're wealthy out there and you have everything, then you get rest. Well, not really. Then you got to worry about, you know, what happens if the stock market dies? What happens if it goes away? What happens when, when the stock market crashes? What happens when housing crashes? What happens when jobs go away? Uh, by the way, notice I said when, not uh, if. Trust me, it's going to happen, and it's going to take people out. Uh, as I continue my quest <laughs> to fulfill what the Lord has given to me, back on September 20th, 2017, oh, actually, he gave me a whole list of stuff on this one, uh, uh, lessons to help us all, help me and help us all learn to... Um, continue to serve him and know him down here. It's always been a question that haunts unbelievers. And while well, believers that are still growing in Christ Jesus have this question, but those that are a little more mature in the faith should know that. Notice I said if you're mature in the faith, then you already know the answers to that correct answers. But unbelievers don't know what's going on. They're blind. They just say it's, you know, evil. It's a man, you know, people getting greedy and this and that, you know, then that, that's partial in its sense. But, um, they always, a question they always seem to ask is why God would allow or allows destructions? Well, duh. Um, a couple of scriptures the Lord puts about me. Now realize, first of all, Unbelievers say they believe the word of God. They pick and choose what they want to believe. See, that's what Satan does. He'll get, he'll he'll give them a verse out of scripture. Say, oh yeah, yeah, God wants you all to be wealthy and you know, and healthy and this and that. Anybody that believes that, you're stupid. You're foolish. God don't create stupid people. When we completely fear Him and submit to Him and surrender to Jesus Christ, uh, He'll give us the wisdom. Does that mean He's going to give us our wisdom? No, because we can't handle it. One, number two, we're not God, and we never will be God. See, Satan wanted to be God out there. That's why he was kicked out of heaven, and he took a third of heaven with angels with him. Yes, he's got his angels. See, he never had a fleshly body, um, but he definitely knows how to inhabit them out there. Where, you know, we're, when we're born out of our mama's wombs, we're born with a uh, that sin nature that is inherited from Adam and Eve, not just Adam. You know, any preacher out there that says, oh, everything's Adam's fault, you're a liar. As your father, Satan is a liar. Repent today, please, before you cause any more to stumble away. It was the fault of both. The first two humans chose to disobey God. They had it all. They had perfect intimacy in relationship with the only true and living God. First of all, Jesus Christ came down, who was God himself, 
to restore that intimacy for those that receive and believe him. He did not come to restore this world per se. He would call he to make the way back to the Father to restore a relationship with God, to get put him back in the number one spot, to surrender everything to him, to acknowledge God, we messed it up, I messed it up. Please come in and save me and rescue me. Uh as the Lord prays. Um but it's Power's destruction, you know, and Jesus prophesies it. You know, in Daniel seven fourteen, um, he's talking about you know a person coming, he's actually prophesied prophesied through Daniel that he was the one that was coming. Jesus came, his dominion and his kingdom will be set up upon the earth, and it's not physical buildings, it's not um it's not just going to a building that calls itself a church. We are the church. The church is comprised of every single believer and follower of Jesus Christ. Um, fully surrendered in receiving the um, that Jesus came to earth to suffer and die on the cross. Be buried on the third day. Rose himself up. Uh, having victory over hell and over death. And 40 days after that, he ascended back to his throne from where he came. He came from the throne, came down to earth, and went back to the throne. And the next time he comes to this earth, it's to fulfill his judgment. When Adam and Eve chose to go their own way, to listen, not to God, but to listen to Satan, who was the serpent, they put that sin nature in our flesh, in all of us. Um, is that justification to murder a baby? No. Abortion? Nope. We have, when God put breath in our lungs, He also put a hidden desire to, in a emptiness, in an empty spot that only He can fulfill uh, and fill it. Uh, he put that empty spot to, we want to know Him, we want to know the truth. God will always cross your path with somebody who will tell them about Jesus, tell us about Jesus, somewhere along the line. Sometimes he will have to get us out of an area that is not proclaiming the correct gospel to bring us to a place where one of his children, his servants, we're servants, but we're his children first, above all else. We become bond servants, become servants because we surrender to him. To do his will and his will alone. Our will's been laid down. We tell some, you know, we tell somebody as he leads us across their path to tell them about Jesus, that the need for Jesus is he can fill that hole, he can fill that void, he can fill that gap, and he wants to. It's all desire. He wants to come in and set everything back in the right order to cleanse us all up and to walk with us along the path. Uh, what he, and to lie to somebody and say, well, no, you know, we can have all our stuff. We can keep everything. We can keep our lifestyle. We can keep. No, that's demonic lie. That's not even a scripture. Um, another evidence that I heard somebody saying says, um, Jesus doesn't take away. He gives. He gives us what is needed. He's going to search our lives once we come over and he's going to say, you've been holding on to this. Are you like, been holding on to that, that? You think that fulfills you. You've been searching after a fleshly love uh, when 
I, you know, if you make me your first love, I set it straight and I show you what is correct, what is not. That don't mean he's going to remove the desire for a spouse, because uh, if it's according to his will, um, but he'll set it up right and he'll lead us to the correct person. We we think we can choose a spouse by how much money they make. No job in the world is ever guaranteed. No business in the world is ever guaranteed. Um, even if it's in Jesus, when he's ready for us to move, if we don't obey when he says, it's time to leave, give you notice, it's time to leave, sell the house. If we don't do that, and it says Corning Hill as well, he knows how to pull it out from under us, um, a job-like situation. He knows how to get our attention. To say, uh, he got Jonah's attention. Uh, Job wasn't doing anything wrong. That was a test not to destroy him, but the test to strengthen his faith in him. And to show that he would not, because he knew he would not curse God. He knew he would not walk away from God's way. He didn't understand why he was going through it. And we don't, when we go through those moments, it's only until we get through it, we realize how I praise the God saying, oh, now you understand. Did you have to choose that way? No. Yes, he did. See, we will never fully understand God's way this side of heaven. And even that one, that's why it's going to take an eternity to know. Um, but as far as the destructions, I'll bet was related. But it says... In uh, Daniel chapter 7, let me zip over here to it there. Uh, I want to read it exactly here. And to him was given dominion. To him means Jesus. Again, he's talking through Daniel. That was probably hundreds upon hundreds of years before Jesus came down to earth. Jesus always was. Was given dominion and glory in a kingdom that all, <clears throat> all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed see yeah the enemy um the lost who fight who are still following satan even when they don't know they're following satan they think they're following their own desires their own flesh and natures no when they try to do their own thing they're following their father satan wherever he leaves it's well my daddy died or my daddy left and he let her yep your earthly father, perhaps, or even your earthly mother, mother didn't care. I tell you, she mother had sex multiple times with and had generated multiple men and multiple kids. And so myself, but she was serving her father, Satan. Uh, we're either a father of Satan or a father of God. Until we come to Jesus, we're you, know, we're Satan is basically our eternal daddy. That's our eternal destiny until we believe and receive in Jesus Christ. Uh, but one thing we do is when different destructions, because once in Genesis chapter 3, once Adam and Eve chose to go against God, you know, that generational curse, so to speak, that unrighteousness, it's like any, when we do wrong on this earth, justice has to be done. Now we can say, well, we're, we're going to get ourselves a good lawyer, and then we're going to we're going to skirt out of it. A lot of murders get out of it. A lot of rapists. A lot of um, but and that rapist goes both ways, ladies. It's you know, it may be mostly men out there. It was just like, 
<laughs> you know, so not, not everyone that screams rape is being raped. Not everyone that screams murder, really. Now, murder is also hatred, too. A lot of that stuff, they bribe politicians. They bribe judges indirectly. You know, and don't be a judge out there. Don't say a politician say you don't take a bribe. I do receive money and favors from lobbyists. You're taking a bribe. Thank you. The word lobbying, lobby or bribe is the same definition. Look it up. In your secular dictionaries. Oh, you can look it up in the Bible dictionary too. Lobby may not be in there, but bribery is. And that's totally against God. Uh, little side note there. Uh, but those destructions are a warning to say, okay, God is the righteous judge. Every single judge upon appointed upon this earth should be totally and absolutely taking their examples from Almighty God through Jesus Christ. He is the judge that will stand on the great right throne judgment. He is the judge that stood before us when we met him at the cross face to face and saying, you, yes, you did wrong, but I suffered and died for your sins. A lot of people say, well, you just suffered and died for one sin. All our sins. We did nothing right. Anybody that says, well, he's a good person deep down. You're slapping God in the face. You are doing what Satan is speaking to you. God himself said in Romans chapter 3 and 5, there is absolutely zero righteous, none good, none righteous upon this earth. Not one, just God himself. But because of God's grace and mercy and love, he didn't want to destroy us. He wanted to, one, reconcile us back to back in a relationship with himself. The only way to do that was the sacrifice for the ultimate lamb. Jesus Christ was is the lamb of God, was the lamb of God. But the next time he comes down, he's coming down as a lion of the tribe of Judah. He's coming down to fulfill God's wrath and God's judgment. When Jesus came down the first time in this earth, he came down to make a way out of the coming wrath of God, the coming judgment of God. All these destructions are pointing to that. It's showing another thing, too, that this earth is passing away. And it's written three times, Matthew 24, 35, Mark 13, 31, Luke 21, 33, 2 Peter 3:10. Uh, actually, another one, another confirmation to Daniel seven fourteen, is Matthew twenty four thirty five, Mark thirteen thirty one, and Luke twenty one thirty three. He says, "Heaven and earth is passing away, but my words, which is the Bible, will never pass away. That is forever. God's kingdom and His words are forever. Now." When we get there, we won't have to read studying Daniel anymore because it will be completely filled. We won't have to study Ezekiel's words um, because it's been fulfilled. Matter of fact, Revelation, what was given to John from God, will have been fulfilled. Revelation 21 and 22, new heaven and new earth. Guess what, people? There will be no physical temple in that new heaven and earth. You know who will be the temple? You and I, if we believe in Jesus Christ. God will completely dwell, and it will be, I think it will be even better than the Garden of Eden. It will be even awesome. There will not be one unbeliever, no other religion, 
of Jesus any religion. No religious, no man-made religious doctrine. No, there will actually be no one in that new heaven and new earth where Jesus Christ is not Lord and God. And we will follow him and we will know him clearly and his voice will be clear. No more temptation. Man, I love that one. Uh, intimacy with God will be perfect and, and intimacy and fellowship with one another will be perfect. We will be the wife of God, the wife of Jesus Christ. We will all be one person upon the earth. Satan, for a period of seven years, or rather the first three and a half years, will create a fake unity, all based on the flesh. People let you, people that claim Christianity will lay down the name of Jesus. Yeah. What kind of Christianity doesn't have Jesus? Muslims will somehow lay down Allah and they will all point toward, they will all believe, those people then will believe in Satan. They will believe that he is God. Um, if you continue rejecting, Jesus is coming. It says it clear in this word. He is coming to take us out of the way. Another set of destructions that is actually going on now around us, but too many that sit in churches every day under preachers and ministers and pastors that have watered down the gospel, which is no longer the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is another gospel. In Galatians, Galatians chapter 1 reminds us, any other gospel is accursed. It's cursed by God. And it's of Satan, not of God. Uh, warning on that one is Hebrews 12, 24 through 26. There is a shaking going on. It's making sure, God wants to ensure that not one of us as his children are close to being like Lot's wife. Remember that one little verse in Luke uh, that says, remember, even Jesus himself says, remember Lot's wife. She loved this world in the form of it so much she was willing to suffer and she was willing to die, be turned into a pillar saw and go to hell for eternity. That scares me every single day. What do you love? What are you trying to cling to down here in this earth? Let not your hand tightly hold it. If you're, Guys, if you're married, remind your wife constantly of that. Wives, you even remind your husbands of that. Don't even hold to a job. Don't even hold to a parent. You know, both husbands and wife, if you're married, or even if you're not married, guys or gals, remind, <clears throat> remind your mom and dad. Do not hold to... Anything or any person on this earth. Keep your hands in Jesus Christ and His alone. Learn from Him, of Him, and how to walk upon this earth. Abide in Him and let Him abide in you. If they're not yet believers, then remind them to do so. Your parents, we still are required, we still are commanded to honor our parents to obey their commandments to a point. If they tell you, well, 
you're gonna follow a guy out and do all that stuff out there. It's just like um, when they get older, Bible even is declared we are still to caretake for our parents. We can't pay them back for all they've given to us. That's like foolishness to do. But if they let us astray, and they're not going to believe in Jesus Christ, if God has called you, or actually God has given every single believer some kind of a ministry to be fulfilled. One of those ministries is to honor your mother and father in order to have ensure long life upon this earth. That don't mean we follow them. We still need to follow Jesus Christ first. And that to me, the older come, and if we're married, they're not out of the picture. Men, you help your, you know, you help your wife's honor your, honor her folks. That don't mean you bend over backwards and she still kisses daddy's butt. She comes away from daddy. She comes away from mama. Wives, don't pull your husband away from his parents by misusing the, very demonic twist demonically taught twisted juice of Genesis two twenty four through twenty six. I says that don't mean that don't mean that still doesn't honor the husband still doesn't honor his parents. You become his helper to make sure. If they get ill or they get sick, you gotta be right there along with your husband. And you teach your kids, grandma, grandpa the same thing. If they're not believers then you be a well you you be that example. You be that vessel of Jesus Christ. To show the love of Jesus Christ in there. There may be animosity because Jesus said clearly. He did not come to bring peace in Matthew 20, chapter 10. Did not come to bring peace on the earth. The peace of God abides in us. In these now temples of God. They are living temples now. They're not a physical temple. Don't worry too much on the physical temple. Yes, there's still physical things God wants us to have. You a place to lay our head. That head could be an RV. That head could be a tent. That can that head could be a van. You know, whatever the Lord has uh, should do. I mean, make sure we're not living off a government program or nothing like that. That's not what God wants us to do. But we are to help somebody. If their tent is breaking down and got a problem, and they're in jeopardy of losing it, brothers and sisters in Christ are required by God to help stand up. If it comes down to help them get a job, help them get a job. But if it's going to, you don't bring them back into Egypt under under a Pharaoh-like leader, under an Egyptian-like leader, to live according to this world. You have to live in Lord Christ out there. Then you just, you know, you get him a job. You use your contacts. You don't say, well, let your resume. Resume don't get us a job. I don't care what HR people say. They think they're reading a resume. God is still, either God's on the throne or he's not. If he's on the throne of your heart, on your spirit, or he's not. If he's not on the throne, then Satan is. Somebody's abiding on that throne. And God's going to shake that up. But as far as uh, Hebrews 12, 24, 26, what is God trying to shake out of your hand? Think back when, um, for those that you were physical, er, physical temporary parents. Yes, they're just temporary parents. Um, your child was getting ready to touch something or grabbed a hold of something that you know darn well was going to destroy them or touching an oven.
uh, an electric uh, oven when it was hot. I heard the no. Yes, that was me. Yes, I'm a, I'm a master moron. <laughs> I've mastered that well. I don't want to master that well. Uh, but I still touched it. Didn't do it again. <laughs> I learned that lesson. But there are things that had to be taken out. You got a piece of candy with a little baby out there. You know darn well that baby's going to choke on it. You're going to grab that out of her hand. Now, hopefully you're giving the lesson to saying, Honey, this can hurt you. You can choke on it. If somehow you have to find your kids nowadays, well, no, iPads, television, you have to show a picture of somebody choking. What could happen? Then show it to them. It may take several times to get it in. That's how you got to train up a child to know what's right. If they know that, okay, here's the sin nature. Right, I believe right from the get-go, if you're reading scripture and praying over that child, that's, God's going to get that scripture into that spirit. That as they get older, that scripture is going to come to mind. That'd be so awesome is the first word out of a baby's mouth. And by the way, it's not mama. I've seen too many babies. For some reason, it's always Dada. Think about that. And it's not necessarily always Dada. It's a, even with no daddy in the house, the first words. That's a good daddy. It's Dada. Part of it is probably saying, what, what if the first, if God would allow the first words out of our mouth because we read scripture to him as a baby before we thought they would understand? We're allowing God to put it in their spirit in them. Will be the first words out of the mouth is Jesus. You would think, well, it's too many syllables. You doubting God? You saying God can't allow that? I don't need to see that because that would be awesome if God wishes to allow that. It'd be awesome to hear a baby first clearly with understandable with even all those around them, Jesus Christ. Man, they would say, man, I've never heard a baby have that many syllables before. We better be raising up and saying, you don't know about Jesus Christ? You don't know who he is personally? I know of him. Do you know him personally? He's calling your name to be saving, to believe in him. Why won't you do it? We better be presenting the gospel. If God allows that to happen, and others or family members that are lost hearing that, you better be clearly obeying God and present the gospel. Okay, that was the uh, side note. I don't know. I'm not sure where that come from. Uh... But again, so again, that's what sort of what the instructions are. Stop playing. Stop chasing after money. Grabbing money off the things of this earth. If God's allowing you, giving you a talent to make, giving you that strength to make money, it's never, ever just for yourself. When will we as professing believers in Jesus Christ stop believing Satan's lie? It's never, it's always somebody else needs assistance that's in our inner circle, so to speak. It's always to help someone else that is more needy than us so that they can see the love and the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ. There is nothing in scripture that said God's gift, God gives, the only thing he gives just for ourselves is his first salvation. And even that's not just for ourselves. It's to empty ourselves out. When Jesus Christ comes in, he takes over and he cleanses us. A little bit of time, he says, you've been holding on to this. Now it's time to let it up. I'm taking it away. 
Don't look at what I'm taking away. I'm replacing it with more of me. He cleanses us out and he fills us with more of himself. When he does that, it's to make us, get us to the point where we're overfilling with him and to others. So that the only thing they are seeing, they don't see us chasing after material things. They don't see us chasing after money and stuff that is going to fade away. It's going to melt away. So when we look and see all these destructions, look up and start getting to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Other things that he gave. Okay, I think all this is coming down here. That's why John fourteen twenty six reminds us. Zip over there. Whoever loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. And down to 26, but the help of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. I'm jumping down to verse 26, the same chapter. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance. Oh, I'm with the wrong verse. He will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all that I have said to you. When God gives us the Holy Spirit, after he went back at one, we know Jesus is back in the throne. He has Christ. Okay, now go ahead and send the Holy Spirit to him. He's not teaching us about worldly things. He's not teaching us how to make money. He's not teaching us how to um, gain things. He's not teaching us how to build a big ministry setup. The ministry is the same. Now he's going to fulfill it through us. He becomes our helper. He becomes our counselor. Our comforter, our strength, our power, so that we can fulfill the ministry that each and every one of us have. There are some many, there may be many, direct ministries of pastoral teaching. They don't always go together. Not all pastors are teachers. Not all teachers are pastors. That's clear in Scripture. Anybody that teaches you otherwise, uh, get up. Leave that building and ask that guy, where do you want me to go? Uh, and go to where God is correctly and rightly moving. He may bring you back there once he gives a hold of that, once he corrects and puts an order. I don't know. I'm not God. Uh, the Holy Spirit will remind you of the voice of the Lord. Remind you, this is for me. Satan only wants to bring up fleshy stuff. So God does two things through destructions. Reminds us as believers that this world is passing away. Heaven and earth is passing away. God's shaking it all up. Reminds us through Hebrews 12.24. Reminds unbelievers just think it's, ah, well, we got to rebuild. Hurricane tears everything now. We got to rebuild. Be careful when ministries that automatically want to rebuild a house. Not all of them are necessarily are obeying God. Not everyone's home needs to be rebuilt. God is calling some of them to say, Okay, you didn't obey me. You didn't want to leave. Notice you are kept alive. You got stuff. You got clothing that was spared. Your family was spared because you didn't go where I told you to go. Now you're ready to go. Usually that's what it takes. 
because we're still human beings, 100%. The only other perfect human was Jesus Christ. He was 100% God and 100% human. When he was in the flesh for those 33 years. So be very careful that if God has you serve alongside one in an area that where destruction did happen, be attuned to the Spirit of God and make sure, reminded you do not build, rebuild someone's home that God has been telling them it was time to go. He needs you to move you from here to here. Point A to point B. I'm sorry. Do it here, here when it says an audio. Be very careful with that. There are false ministries out there. There are demonic people. There are deceptive people that have strayed away. That need to be corrected. And God is the one that will correct them in time. Maybe through this message. I don't know. There's messages that we all need. We all need correction. We receive the correction. We hear it. God has a loving way to get our attention. It's not for our destruction. It could be once we're in Christ Jesus, we're in. Jesus said, no one or nothing can take us from the Father's hands. Or from his hands. Which is the same hands, actually. Um, but he used that to be a point to show that, you know, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit, Holy Spirit, are one. God, we have the only God that's like that. But it still is one God. They are one. We are now one in Him. We are being made into His image. When God removes something that wasn't like Him that we carried into when we first got saved, we bring our junk in with us. It's many times when we move into a home, from an apartment to a home or whatever, even to a home from one place to another, we still got stuff that probably should have went into the dumpster or given away. It was needed. We bring with us like dummies. Uh, and said to myself, why do we carry all this with us? I've done it myself. Most of y'all done it yourself. Instead, why don't we, man, why don't we just keep stuff that just move in the van or move in the car? Most of the time, that's what we want. Why don't we have to big hire that big moving van to carry our stuff, all our junk from here to here? What if you don't need all that junk when you're going? What if you're going around the world? Someone said, well, I got to make sure I keep all my pictures, all my mementos, really. All that stuff's going to burn up. Are you living for that? Or are you living for Jesus Christ? Okay, not bad for being sick. Woke up sicker than a dog this morning. And the Spirit of God just moved through me. I'm giving God another glory on that one. So, these are like five little areas that I didn't notice at the time back in September 20 or 2017 that they were pretty much all related. Uh, well, you know, a little bit was kind of side note with the care for elderly folks when they get older. Uh, again, that doesn't mean bow down to them. We never bow down uh, to our parents and we don't stop fulfilling the ministry that God has entrusted with us to um, fulfill our ministry. A lot of times we'll take them with them. I don't see nowhere in scripture where you stick them in a home. You stick them in assisted living. You stick them in a nursing home. That just means you make room in the home out there where you can who knows. God may, if they need salvation God can save them. I know 
You have got to have ready-made helpers right there. And they'll be serving the Lord alongside with you. Your ministry is being fulfilled and they could be witnessing that. Okay, there may be a conviction there. Uh, there may be a brick for me. I got to pray on that one further. So, for destructions, don't get greed when you, as we see all these destructions. It's going to happen. Matthew 24. They're going to have, like I said, everything in this earth is passing away. If you have not received yet the grace and love of Jesus Christ, the work of Jesus Christ on the cross, that he suffered and died for your sins. He loves you enough to set you right with God again. To bring you back into relationship with him. To restore what the devil has been keeping from you. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ today. If you are a believer that has been grieving over these destructions. Brothers and sisters. It's in his word. It's going to fulfill Stop chasing after the things of this world. Stop keeping your hands tightly to the things of this world. And fulfill the ministry that God has entrusted with you. Run the race that God has put you in. Serve your master, Jesus Christ. With all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love him. Know God. Grow in your wisdom and knowledge of him. Whatever God is trying to remove from you, whatever he's trying to shake out of your hands, let it go. It ain't going to be Jesus Christ. His dominion's there. He's not let go. Even when we get weak and we let go, he never gets weak. And he ain't going to let you go. But there's some stuff you need to take your hands from. That don't mean take your hands, you know, let your spouse go if you're married. Mm-mm. Nowhere in Scripture, I don't care what people say, nowhere in Scripture, people can twist Scripture and say, well, yeah, God's allowing divorce. He didn't say that. He says, but the only thing is adultery. That also doesn't say remarriage either. You can find a, you can find many, many uh, of the devil's teachers that will say, well, he's allowing remarriage. No, we don't. He's not even giving authorization for divorce. How many times you gonna? How many times did Jesus Christ forgive you every single day? He didn't say seven. Even when Peter asked him, you know, one time, seven times, Jesus, no, try seven times seventy. That's like 490 times. I'm sure that's per day. That's probably per hour. Uh, well, hoping it ain't for that bad. We got a, we got a problem. Uh, we really need to better ask God to search our heart to make sure he's living in there. But um, look at his, uh, Isaiah. Your husband's strained. You're going to cast him away. Oh, no, that's it. That's fine. I'm getting divorced. Really? God ain't telling you that. Satan may be telling you that. You can easily find counselors that um, want to do what Satan tells them to do. There's a lot out there. You even got some that can't say they're uh, gods. They ain't gods. He's not justifying divorce. You're going to let go of this. And if you're an unbeliever trying to pray to God, will God save him? Save you can stop my husband or stop my wife from doing that. That may be a viable prayer. But if you don't believe, if you truly, genuinely don't believe in Jesus Christ, I think you're a sounding bell to him. He's not he's not he's not healing your prayer because you still got sin separate between God. When we got sin separating us between God, if Jesus Christ hasn't washed it away yet, the blood of Jesus and the cross of Jesus Christ hasn't removed it. I mean, God can't hear us. It's got destructions. 
first thing we need to be doing is say, oh, my God, I'm, just, you know, I'm coming to you, you know, and don't go, we don't go to a priest out there that's going to, you know, put stupid candles to our throat, or, oh, man, that's for healing, never mind, which, that ain't no healing, that anyways, we don't go into a dark room out there and have a little window open up between, no, 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 we can go right to God automatically, we got that privilege now when Jesus rolls up and went back to his home. Gave us that privilege. We can call up on where we're at. We're in our bathroom. Getting out of the shower. You can drop down on your knees right now before before Jesus Christ and call upon his name. So if you think you're praying to him and you're living in sin, he's hearing because he hears and sees everything. You think by turning out the lights and having sex outside of marriage, um... Or walking, um, you know, men with men, women with men, women. The God's gonna, God's gonna listen to your prayers. No, there's sin between you. You're not living according to His word. He created as men and women, husband and wife. It's one man and one woman in marriage. I mean, uh, He set the order. He set the standards. Standard, actually, standards. Jesus Christ. He's head over everything. When we deviate from that, just confess. Repent, confess, stop doing it. I said, Lord, I need help. I need help repentance. We can't even repent without him. Repentance is still required. If you're in the church that doesn't speak about repentance, I ask God, oh, I get God, I'm getting out of here. I said, where do you want to leave me? You're not going to find a perfect church because, you know, we're all still being cleansed out. Uh, but you're definitely going to find one with sound doctrine. And if they're not talking about repentance, that ain't sound doc. That ain't a sound church. So, okay, I gotta go get through this eight hours. Oh, so you need Jesus today? Call upon His name. Believe in the Lord Jesus. Acknowledge first of all, God, I messed up. I've been listening to the wrong person. I've been listening to the enemy. Owns me, Lord. Rescue me. Save me. You died on a cross. Just acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And ask Him to come in and be your Lord and Savior. He'll take you in a split second. Right where you're at. And as He begins to show you stuff in your life. He, it's like a surgeon. He's getting in there and He's saying, we got to remove that cancer. we got to cut it out. Jesus Christ is going to do the same thing. He's going to say, you got a cancer in you. We need to remove it. Just take your hands off it. Let him remove it. So, love y'all. I can zip over there.